Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. That was a prescription. Eat red meat, drink red wine. Well, I, I went every day. I'm like, doctor's orders. I'm always drinking wine at breakfast. I was just... You know, the last time I saw all of you together was in Santa Rosa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the wine bloggers yeah. conference. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you watch our? Did you watch our panel on the last uh, I, during the digital? I did. <laughs> I did. I did a panel too, but it's just like that was kind of crazy town. But you guys were good. You guys always do good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. It was fun. <laughs> we got to live up to your um, quick wit. Marcia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you don't know what when my, my policy is when you can't be right, be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get me very far in high school, but you know. Who is high school? You got the rest of your life. So there you yeah. go. Exactly. Was, why didn't you tell me that when I was in high school? <laughs> oh girl, I didn't know it then either. I figured it out like two weeks ago. <laughs> Marcy, you were telling me that you met Tanisha on a press trip. Where did y'all meet? What area? I think we're on the bus in Italy, right? Yeah, in Croatia from that trip. Yeah, Croatia. Italy after that. But I met you. I met you. uh, We were on twice on one of those trips. Nice. Weren't we? Very nice. Yeah, that was a crazy time. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know what to say about that whole place and situation. (laughs) Trying to be like y'all when I grow up. Exactly. Like another whole podcast. Mm-hmm. But no, that's why I went Marcy, um, Lisa, uh, Mary, yeah, Thea, right? Lisa yeah. Swift. Oh, Lisa. Yeah, I know. That is where I met Lisa. Yes, I have a great picture of all of us from then. He's not making it, is he? Is he making the wine or he's just yeah. having you taste it? No, but he was okay. always a big promoter of the region. Mm. Yeah. Oh. That he leads me to changed. a question. That leads me to a question. What do y'all do when y'all don't like a wine and the person is right in front of you? You just smile, but oh, wow. <laughs> I gagged. Oh, wow. I gagged. Oh, wow. You I'll, gag? You gag, Linus. I gagged. It only <laughs> happened to me one time. And I was like... Because literally, I had to keep it from coming back up. And that oh, was in Lodi. God. I was oh. sick as hell. Yeah, I gagged. So, yeah. I tried to avoid those situ- situations, but that particular time, I gagged. I did. And so what did the person say to you? What Did they just look at you like, oh, what happened? And you got to be like, oh, I just need a little water. Just, ooh, that lunch is Oh, I back. choked. I it's choked. Just, I was choking. I'm not telling no lie. I said it's not going down well. Oh gosh. Okay. Why lie? Then they gonna be out there just oh try my stuff. Everybody. I think they're still gonna do that though. They are. Do I have to lie then? Why do I have to lie? I I went to this one place that shall remain nameless. They're still operating. Um, and the the wine. I think I told you the wine had oxidized, and he poured it, and and I was like. I think there's, there might be something, you know, me trying to be polite. Yeah. Do, do you want to, I said, can you taste the wine? Cause and there were a lot of people around me. I was like, can yeah. you taste the wine? Is it okay? 
And so he tasted it. And of course he was a winemaker. So he was like, oh, this is fine. And I'm like, mm. see, I will not be going back there again. I yeah. try to say something like, I really need to think about this for a while. And hopefully, <laughs> and then just kind of walk that. away. You know, like I like I'd make them feel like it's really so complex. I can't mm-hmm. articulate it in the moment. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Y'all know yeah. what happens to me a lot. I go to some off the wall winery in Virginia or Maryland or something, and some it's an older woman that's pouring, and she's so nice mm-hmm. and so sweet, and she's pouring horrible wine. <laughs> I and of course, it, for some reason, old people like me. They like my face. They like talking to me. So. <laughs> She wants to pour me everything that she has. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I'm gonna die. But I um I just try to change the subject. I t- I ask about her grandkids, I ask about pictures on the wall, a statue, anything that's gonna get me out of there. And I'll say, Oh my god, oh my goodness, you are lovely to talk to. You know, I have got to go. Thank you so much. And I dismiss myself. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It yeah, you want to be lot. polite. You don't want to yeah. crush anybody, but so if you don't tell them this is the question then exactly. who tells them exactly. no it can't be me i'm not that girl I, that that would be me leave it to me <laughs> because there would be somebody oh, yeah. else who actually does like it i mean yeah, the exactly who made it well, they like it somebody well, might well, like they're it. not talking to that person who likes it they're talking to you in yeah. that time, in that everybody's time. palate is different. I Why suppose. I have yeah. to lie about it. Yeah, no, I'm not I lying. I'm just not being like, oh my god, this is horrible. So I didn't say that either. I just said that all your savings for your life. And Her I words were, "It's not thing. going down. Well. It's not going down well." Mm. Now you take that as you want it. That's on you. That I mean, because I, when when I worked at Black Ankle, oh, people told me to my face they didn't like the wine. Right. Um, uh, they they used to say, "Hey, no offense." Um, you know, it's I just, just don't like it. I, yeah. And so I guess you can say something like that. Exactly. I'm just well, not a fan. Well, I think there's one, there's, yeah, there's one thing of not being a fan because mm-hmm. we don't all like all wine what happens. Exactly. It's one thing though, when the wine is faulty and not right. well yeah, made. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Because exactly. there's two different distinctions. It yes. is. It definitely that particular is. wine literally <laughs> made me sick to my stomach. I almost threw up. Because it was all natural wine and it was spoiling. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. And that's why I said it's not. I mean, literally. It was, it was so I bad. Glenna stopped me from going in there. Because I, said, I was go. going in the hotel room to taste it behind her. She was like, nope. Nope. Don't. Don't do it. I was like, okay. <laughs> There's all the stuff we could go taste. Let's. Yeah. That, that, oh, good grief. That was hard. I felt bad. And the only reason why we were there, because we got invited from another good friend who yeah. was promoting it for them and i pulled her to the side yes <laughs> she said really i said taste this and then i waited she was like oh. i was like yeah mm-hmm. it's not that i'm not used to all natural Th- that bottle right there i don't know what else is back there but that bottle is spoiled and it's gonna make somebody sick well, a natural wine can be real hit and miss, you know. And so that's that's the thing. Right. Just never right. know what you're gonna get. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they stay giving you something that is like spoil or old or <laughs> like no, this is just the naturalness of it. I'm and like, like well, no. I'm just not into natural wine. Put all the chemicals back in. Like, <laughs> this is dumb. 
Like I'm not playing the game. It just or or it should have a shelf life on it. You you know what I mean? Mm. Like and the shelf life is like 20 minutes, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like I've had natural wines at oh this happened to me when I was in Languedoc like a couple months ago. We tasted wines at a winery. And then, so they gave us the empty bottles. They, well, not the empty bottles. They gave us the samples that they opened mm-hmm. for us to taste. We got back to the hotel. Those wines were already bad. See? We mm. opened uh-huh. one and all we smelled was rotten eggs. Mm. When we opened the bottle, we just, and then we just, just eggs like everywhere. I'm like, oh. this didn't even make it from the winery to the hotel? Right. Right. Mm. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was somebody supposed to sell that? And the thing that's crazy is at the winery, it was delicious. See? We were, oh my wow. God, this is great. We got to get a pilot. This is Did amazing. you have to let it breathe? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let it breathe. You I think it had taken too many breaths. <laughs> I think it took its last breath. Okay. <laughs> It was like that thing was such a disaster. I'm like, how can you? And my thing was like, how can you sell this? How man. can you? You definitely can't do it in a restaurant by the glass. If you give it to someone to take, you know, home, they got to drink it all that day, like mm-hmm. all within the hour. Who's drinking yeah. that fast? They can't take it anywhere warm. Like, oh, I'm gonna take this on a picnic. No, you're not. It's gonna be terrible as soon as you open it. Right, right, right. Because. Mm-hmm. I did have a natural sparkling, a couple of natural wines at um, the, the restaurant where we took that picture on U- H Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, DL. Yeah. DL closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious natural wines, but yeah. just that particular one. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Good. They exist like two or mm-hmm. three of them. But like- they're getting, they're getting better. Cause remember right. I went to the natural wine festival was that last year or two years ago at years Westminster? Ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I did not like everything, but um, I liked a good amount of stuff there. It was right. really interesting to taste. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wonder how they're stabilizing the wine because that's part of the thing. The, the stabilization and filtering. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, hmm. you know. Yeah. So how do they- but That's part of this, their kind of creed is is unmanipulated. So right. Right, that's yeah. why you have such variation right um and they'll even say the natural wine movement people like you know some are not going to be good it's it's almost like a roulette wheel mm-hmm. uh and i think what tanisha is describing sometimes it's it's just in the moment it's a very fleeting thing mm-hmm. i mean right. it's mm-hmm. kind of like very existential wine that <laughs> it's it's but here the thing about it is, you can't you can't ever with ever is a strong word, guarantee satisfaction because there's not predictability to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. That might be the art of it all. They don't know. Yeah. Right. I think it is. is to them. And then they also feel like all of that gives it its character. Wow. True. And then yeah. They're like, oh, this is what gives it its character. This is natural. See, you're so used to drinking chemicals and those chemical processes that you don't know what it's like when it's natural. I'm like, no, I just know what I like. Okay. Like, and I have another point. If I'm paying $20, $25 a bottle, hmm. I'm not paying rush, playing Russian roulette with my wine. Like it may be good. It may not be good. No, I want my bottle to be good every time I open it. Yeah. And I'm guaranteed that if I get a chemically laced wine, like it's fine. 
Okay, okay fine. You know, I don't have to live forever. <laughs> well, ain't nobody gonna do that. So Listen, as much wine as I've had, if the chemicals is what's gonna kill me, I, it's it's already in the process. It's a wrap. <laughs> Just like the aluminum and deodorant, it already got me. Like it already got right. me. Well, I stopped that a long time ago. That's another podcast. Oh. <laughs> Stop the aluminum and the deodorant. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I got a lot of friends to do the same. I said, you all... Well, you have to tell me which one, because I tried, and oh, no, it was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, well, the no, natural deodorants? Oh, oh no. not na- um, I tried... Time, Just aluminum-free? Aluminum, paraben. Okay. And um, natural scented. Mm. Uh, when I say natural, okay. it's either like a mint, you know... That works. Like a really natural scent. It's no perfect perfume perfume you mean, okay. Okay. okay you know right. like I mean, a chemically um made set it's not that okay um but i did I started with tom's and then i realized i had to carry a little bottle around with me because mm. you would need to reapply ah oh that's what you have to do with tom's until your body has gotten used to it mm. two things about natural we are naturally supposed to sweat when you're temperature yeah, yeah. elevates your body cools down by sweating mm-hmm, right. and aluminum is what keeps the you from sweating and it keeps the sweat in your ducts and it goes back into the oh, okay now this is my theory there's a lot of reasons why women have so much breast cancer because of hygiene they shave then mm-hmm. they put these chemically in mm-hmm. deodorants on start sweating and it's all going back down into their um oh. so i started arm and hammer baking soda has a deodorant okay. that holds you well all that's day. simple uh, enough okay it, it holds you all day and it's marvelous and but i want to smell like sunflowers so <laughs> well then you can get you some get you some get sunflower you- lotion or, like, or some oil uh, your arms. but it's i not would like to be powder fresh well, th- get you some powder. And mm-hmm. smell like a bed of violets. Well, roll, <laughs> roll around in some violets, boo. Like, get that purple all over you. I yeah. need that in my pits, is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, women of a certain age, mm. um, the pits are working overtime. So you you gotta have something that uh she, can stand she, up to it. America, she's talking about women who have started their uh, menopausal <laughs> stuff, and you sweat, you get hot flashes. That Arm and Hammer baking, uh, tell you, the deodorant, not just putting the baking soap. The deodorant, okay, the deodorant. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Cause you don't be walking around, you took move your arm and you got bacon soda following you like little red rider hood and shit. <laughs> you say move your arm around, like you couldn't even get out the house. Like how do you even pack it in? Like how oh do you even God. start? We walking like this. <laughs> right. What's the point of that? <laughs> you got little clumps under your arm. Oh, oh. It would never even right. stick. You gotta oh let the God. hair grow long so it can stay in there and the <laughs> hair can hold it. Okay, we gotta get back. Yeah, to uh, I'm glad start. it's Marcy that's that's on this show, and she knows us. <laughs> oh man, she wouldn't have gone in this direction if it wasn't Marcy. I'm glad <laughs> I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm almost allergic to everything. So are you? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm especially like propylene glycol, which is yes. in everything. everything. 
And wow. so I'm very, very careful. But scent is um, artificial scents. Those are neurotoxins. Those are exactly. dangerous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially in laundry, laundry products yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and those dryer oh, sheets. Yeah. Those can cause a lot of problems. So oh, yeah. I, I always do all unscented just because I'm like the canary in the coal mine. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Wow. <laughs> I'll be the first to go. So. That's no way you're still here with us right now girl it's time <laughs> i stopped wearing i love perfumes i was the one who loved the, all the nice perfumes but the phthalates is what carries the scent and the phthalates are carcinogenic exactly I'm like no glitz can't do this mm. let me just live in my ignorance and <laughs> my ignorance and my um my honey that. juniper jasmine berry whatever the case may be you're just dabbing bubbles behind your ears there you oh go gosh. right let me just live in that wow. marcy can you introduce yourself to everybody who does not know you i kind of don't know who i am anymore <laughs> this is you're this is a good part so start from here stay alive so uh i always uh wait so i'm gonna introduce myself now Yes. Oh. <laughs> so I'm Marcy Gordon, and I'm a freelance wine and travel writer. I have a writing retreat program called Writing Between the Vines, and I've been writing in the you know wine space for quite a while. I also my degree is in journalism, but marketing journalism. So I kind of put that all together in what I do, and uh, I have a podcast called The Wine Road that I work with a host co-host with Beth Costa, and it's part of a group called the wine road that represents wineries and lodgings here in Sonoma County. You're being very modest about it. It's right. Has you won like 50 yeah. awards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know I'm terrible about promoting myself, but yes, we've won two taste awards and we've been nominated uh, four years in a row. And this year we're getting inducted into their hall of fame. I don't nice. know. I guess the bar wow. is low. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of exciting. Um, and you guys well know, Having a podcast is not a trivial thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And we just did our, we're at our 120th episode. And people nice. say, well, that's not very many episodes. But it is if you do, yes, we post is. every other week. And Ooh. we've never missed a week, every other week. And it's just our four, we're going into four and a half years. Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard. You got to schedule. You have to be on top of it. The show notes, it's... um. Every time someone says, I'm going to start a podcast, I go, oh, good luck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we see them come and go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really, you're on that. It's a real, you know, turbine of keeping it going and keeping it happening. And so, yeah, it's, it's fun though. I mean, one thing is it's very focused on this region. So it's more of a travel play because it's for mm-hmm. tourism Mm-hmm. We talk about restaurants and lodging and where to go and what to do. But right now it's mostly we're talking to winemakers because we're all in this kind of COVID thing and yeah. we're like under this fire watch right now. So we're just trying to be as upbeat as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. But how, it's yeah, been a and, good thing. And so how are you doing with all of that? How how right. are your family and friends in the area? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we're we're in Sebastopol, which is kind of, um, it's one of the many little towns that surround the wine country here. We're in Northern Sonoma County. So we're in a neighborhood 
And so we always feel relatively safe, but you know, three years ago, that fire roared right into a residential neighborhood. So you never really feel like you're in a buffer zone anymore because the winds can be so high. This year, it's been really crazy because the fire started so early. We had a lightning storm that started hundreds of fires all over the state. Uh, hmm. And the smoke was so bad. You know, how everyone checks that purple air. There's an app. Mm-hmm. It was like in the 400s, so just hazardous. Like you s- literally can't go outside. Wow. Um, so it's been tough dealing with the air quality, being under evacuation. You get those alerts on your phone. You know, so everyone's on edge. It's, it's wow. very... We did not have to evacuate this year, but fire season supposedly just started, even Mm -hmm. though we've been in for three months now. So it seems like it's getting earlier. Mm. And um, but this year I'm ready, man. I bought a tent. I bought a generator. I took that stimulus check and bought all this crap. for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go. I mean, I did not want to. I am ready to go. (laughs) We got this huge tent. It's so big. So I figured, well, we need a lot of room to put the wine in there and. I just didn't want to be at the mercy because if we have to evacuate, where do you go though? You can't go. To that was my question. Like, where do you go? COVID. So there is nowhere to go. So that's why I said, we're having a tent. We're just going to fend for ourselves hmm. and go. We have some oh, wow. friends. The problem is like, we have friends in different areas, but it depends on where the wind shifts, where the fires are. This year it was even burned to the ocean. So down by the coast, you couldn't even go to the beach for clean air. So that has been a challenge. That's been harder to me than the COVID thing. Right. Just the whole fire threat. It's just very much more to me, it's more stressful than COVID because I work from home. So I don't have as much COVID stress than Mm -hmm. I do about, um, you know, also when you evacuate, it's, it's this whole timing thing. You can get stuck in traffic. I mean, it's, you know, so I just got my list. I feel like if I have a list and I have all my stuff, I got my go bag. I'm ready, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I just like, get me ready to go. But the problem is, where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I figure we're just going to go to our tent. We'll just go wherever we can. Um, but hopefully knock some wood. We don't have to do that. But like I said, we're just like, I can see smoke right now out right. on the horizon. It's just mm-hmm. from some fires on the other side of the hills here. But Wow. I guess wow. it's just part of our world now. So yeah. Can't even imagine. But other than that, we're doing great. Life's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>, great. <laughs> when you got your go bag, you got your wine in there. At least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got everything. Got, yeah. I really I made this list. It was so long. My husband was like, what is this? I'm like, so I don't even have to think. You just like boom, boom, yeah. boom, put it all in. Yeah, yeah well, I that's got- what I was gonna ask you if you had a pack bag or you know, I like, do to take with you because you don't know when you can get back to your house Mm-mm. well the main thing is in your go bag you want the titles to your you know all your important papers right you want your passports your you know right. your driver's license like any medication things like that and then from there you go up like oh it'd be nice to have this because I look around the house and I think what do I what would I take I don't even know I don't have that kind of attachment to things as much mm-hmm. like, Oh, I've got to take this photo. I mean, in a way it's just, you got to take you right. some food, some water, your clothes. We have a dog, so stuff for the dog, but, um, but number one on my list is always bring wine. <laughs> yes. 
last year we went to someone's house and I just brought all this wine and I was like, you know, we're here. So (laughs) (laughs) we're ready, but, but now you have to fend for yourself. So also my go bag is, you know, hand sanitizer and masks and all that other stuff. So filters. Oh, yeah. that's a good question. You got the mask with filters. Okay, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, for fire and for, for mm-hmm. both. Particulate matter. I, what? For particulate matter? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll wear two. I'll wear the, um, the paper surgical mask and my cloth mask over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm about to pass out all the time, but I feel like it helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better that than burning, than um, singeing your lungs from... Yeah, it's very, it's very hazardous. The air mm-hmm. is like, the, to me, the air is more dangerous than the virus. Right. At some points in the time. Right. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Gosh. I mean, I think we're just, it's funny, you know, we adapt to almost everything. Mm-hmm. Like we just get used to everything, even though we shouldn't, that's just what we do. And human body is amazing machine. Yeah. Yeah. So. What? <sighs> What about, wait, where Tanisha is? Are you being put back under lockdown, Tanisha? Not lockdown, but we're on curfew. Oh. What's your curfew? Wow. 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. We got to be in the house. Wow. Yeah. Like you feel like you damn adolescent again. I'm so sick of this. It's bizarre. I mean, I stayed out later than that over the weekend, but, you know. <laughs> I'm a rule You have breaker. a hall pass. She's got a hall pass. Do you have I'm to carry a, a, written, a written note? Like, what happens if you get caught? Um, yeah, I would have had to have some kind of note or like make up an excuse right quick. Um, I figured that if I was going to break the rules, that it would be the weekend they put the rules in place because they would be a little more lenient as right. far as like mm-hmm. when they yeah. started checking. Right. Like, okay. Yeah, the curfew is nine, but like, all right, fine. We're not going to ticket nobody till nine forty-five, ten o'clock. Right, so, readjustment period. Right, I'm not about to just be all bogus. Like it's one a.m. Go crazy. Because also with the curfew in place, like where am I going? Like the bars yeah. were closed right. already. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, restaurants were open, but now restaurants they close at nine. Oh. So outside of some restaurants right around my apartment, or maybe some friends right around my apartment, I won't chance you know um, staying out. Because again, for what? Yeah. Are they, are they just letting saying? Americans back into France yet? Um, you'd have to come, you're not straight back into France if you're not a resident, like if you don't have some kind of resident paperwork. If you want to get here, you have to go to another EU country that allows you stay oh. there for like a period of time and then come in. Mm-hmm. So people have been coming in from Greece, right. Croatia, um, and London. In London, I was all ready to UK come and see you. Me too. I was all ready to visit you t- in 2018. I had already bought my ticket. I was going on this world I tour. I remember that. Yeah, place. remember that. You were going yeah. like all over. I was. I was very ambitious. It was going to be like four weeks. I was going to come to Paris. I was going to go ah. visit friends in Italy, Croatia, hmm. and then end up in Berlin. And uh, I actually got the flu, but it was not the flu. It was something much more serious and I didn't know it at the time and I ended up having to cancel that trip. And, you know, one thing is always buy travel insurance Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I got, I mean, I had a very crazy ticket. It went all these different places, but I got all my money back. Oh, that's good. um, Oh, that's great. Yeah. But that was sick 
fine, fully burnt. Yeah, but I was <laughs> like, that was my, I was so looking hurt. forward to coming to France because you were there and, yeah. but hopefully we'll be able to off travel again someday. Yeah, well, girl, I'm going to be here because America is crazy. So I'm about yeah. to go to Jamaica, so I don't give a shit. You guys it's, yeah. I heard Jamaica is safer than um, here. Exactly. I leave on the 28th. I heard. Okay, for now, all y'all Americans keep going over there trying to infect everybody. But they making us do all, I mean, they really uh, make they us test. They test at every place you go to. Yeah, I, I did my test okay. um, yesterday. And I'm doing my own little like self quarantine because there's no need of getting tested. Go out, get exposed, right. get to the freaking airport in Jamaica, and they'd be like, "Bitch, where you going?" Yes, yeah. I'm going to the beach, get my rum punch, and give me a red stripe. That's where Glenn's go. I'm gonna be uh, straight. <laughs> no. You, you might want to check because I I heard I know a couple of people who just went to Jamaica mm -hmm. that they had to show their their COVID test. Oh yeah, you that was that. like three days before they got on the airline. So no, Jamaica is still ten. It's ten. Okay, it's still ten within ten days of your debarking in, okay. no, debarking in Jamaica. So okay. it oh. could say departure because say you coming from another country and you yeah. got that layover. Oh, okay. Ten days for you U.S. Ten days from when you gonna debark and okay so okay. i arrive on the 28th so i took the test but the results the reason why they gave americans a 10-day leeway is because it's it was taking like um patient first and lab core five to seven days to get the results right and then at the beginning of all this you had to upload the results into Jam COVID, which is an app and a system that they have. Mm -hmm. They had to send you back the authorization. Oh so they were working overtime and not getting people's authorization until uh, like the night before they were supposed to travel okay. or that morning. So people were spazzing out. I was like, no, I got this shit down to a science. I'm like, boop. Well, boop. And I keep trying to upload early. It's like, no, miss, you got to wait four more days. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rule to come here is three days the rule to come here is 72 hours you got to have your test within 72 hours wow so i'm wow. going home for christmas that's, that's tight that's real tight before i come back yeah because these labs are trying to yeah uh, crank these results out as quick as they can i'm like mm. i keep them like y'all better get my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i called the <laughs> yeah i'm funny I was like, okay, so what lab results you want? What certified laboratories? I was calling their headquarters and them people were like, miss, I don't know what that is. I was like, well, put your supervisor on the phone because I need to know, are you a certified laboratory and block a CLIP? Are you a CA? That's a whole lot of stuff. Anyway, wow. it's a line. But I, yeah, I'm traveling. Honestly. Well, good for you. Yeah. My worry would be you leave and then, I don't know if it's a worry or a hope, you can't come back. Mm. You know? <laughs> You know, our country, you never know. They might say nobody can come back. And then like, I won't be up there. Yay or oh no. Right, so. mm -hmm. right. See, I'm coming to America. Like, I don't want to get stuck there. Like, well, I don't want right. to my story. Exactly. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a, they, they, it's trying to get out of America right now for mm -hmm. most. And it used to be the other way. 
You know, yeah, we had exactly. a blue passport. Arrogance, we could go wherever we want. We yeah. Y'all can go she like five blue passport and you were good. But yeah. not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not yeah I, have a, <laughs> I have a friend in Canada. She's like, so girl, how y'all doing over there? I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, Justin Trudeau just said, no, Americans. Y'all yeah, still- yeah. Mm-hmm. He might change his mind November 4th, maybe. He might oh, be like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all going to be political refugees. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Listen, I thought about that asylum, but yeah, if you do I mean, that, I, then it's hard to come back. Like I don't want to be gone forever. Right. So mm, right. I'm like, I do still have family that will want to come back and see. So I can't be like, no, no, asylum. I can't go back to my country till next year for Christmas. <laughs> like that's not gonna work. And Tanisha, you're supposed to come here in December, right? <clears throat> yes. In December. Mm, okay. okay. All right. Well, good luck. I hope you make it. <laughs> <laughs> hope you make it here and back. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm not worried. Like getting there is not a problem. That's never yeah. been a problem. The problem was always me coming back. But I've yeah, known so right. many people who have come to the states and then come back. I'm like, oh. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all oh, y'all have done it. All right, I'm gonna try. <laughs> My papers are in order. It's fine. Good. That's the part I was worried about. I had, but I went to the office and had I had an appointment and went to the office and I had paperwork to the end of January, so that will tie me over, so I can leave. That's why I renewed my passport and had extra years when old boy got elected. I was like, oh hell no, let me get. Oh. <laughs> I the man, the woman said, you still got two. Years. No, I, go ahead and renew my joint now. I don't okay. know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I need another one for uh, more pages because they don't add pages to it anymore. They just give you a new book. Mm-hmm. So I need a. Oh. You can get um, now the book is a certain number of pages, or you can get the extended book. So it's two different. Let's get a big book so I can, you know, exactly go, get the big book. Things to strive I, for. Yeah. I regret not getting Italian citizenship when I had the chance because my all my grandparents were born in Italy. Oh, and I had oh. all the I had all the paperwork because I used to work in Italy. I had a job there and I lived there for a while. And back in the day, if you were under 45 and you had direct descendant and I had like all the paperwork and um, and I was all ready to do it. And for some reason, um, I don't know, something came happen. My husband and I, we moved somewhere and I didn't do it. And I really regret it mm. because I was all ready to go to the consulate and get the final you know, you go to this process, right. but it was easy for me because my mom left like everything. I had like every, wow, every birth certificate, every death certificate, all the marriage. And I would have been really, I should have done it, but I didn't. That's what I regret. Mm. Would, would it would it have been to dual citizenship for you if you did it? Well, as far as I was understanding is you kind of, it's kind of on the down low. <laughs> you oh. have both, but you only show one passport yeah. going mm. a different direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to move to Italy and buy a house and live there. And when we were living there, I was trying to really get my husband hip to this idea. It's just, it was just too, he just couldn't do it. He didn't want to do it. And mm. I felt like I'm more like I'll bloom anywhere. I can go anywhere and make mm. it work. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. just, it just wasn't, you know, and I speak Italian, like not very well anymore, but so it was much easier for me. 
Yeah. But I felt like right. I didn't want to be there if he was going to be miserable the whole time. Yeah. So, right, right. And you I probably didn't want to leave him. You probably didn't. Leave him. Well, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. But uh, when it I was working, on I, the used, day. I, I used it to go there for on like, the day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would go for months at a time. I would be there, but it just, you know. It is what it is. Love will get you every time. That is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Oh my goodness. So Marcy, is Italy where your passion for wine started? Actually, it really developed there. I when I was in college, I kind you know, I wasn't really that into wine, but I was a journalism major, but my minor was in German, the German language. And my boyfriend and I would go to the supermarket and on the bottom shelf was all these really cheap like I think they were like a dollar or two dollars of they were called black cat and black tower like the super sweet Rieslings you know wine of the 70s the really bad what gives Riesling a bad name today because people think it's sweet Mm -hmm. but um you know but those those bottles were like iconic and the labels were in German so we thought oh we're we're doing cultural exchange we're learning the language (laughs) (laughs) drinking wine but really um it's when i lived in italy i got very immersed in the culture i worked for a company called the touring club of italy which is italy's was largest guidebook publisher and they did all the maps mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible and um i also went to in perugia i went to the university for foreigners and i took italian so i'd, I'd been there for quite Months at a time, I'd go back and forth. You know, my husband would be here and working and holding down the fort. But when we went for the trial period, I got him to put his life on hold and then we're going to move to Italy and just, you know, give him like toe in the water, see what it is. So we were there for six months. And then the first week we were there, I ended up having um, emergency surgery. It's a very long story. Wow. But I almost died. But the Italian healthcare system saved me. Wow. And I was in the hospital for like eight days and I'd lost a lot of blood and surgery, but I was lucky that they didn't give me a blood transfusion. They just felt like at the time I would recover. But because of that, you get spontaneous anemia. Mm -hmm. It's like you literally, I couldn't even walk across the room because you're so depleted. So when we were checking out of the hospital, I'm like, first of all, there was no bill. There was no nothing because it, you know. <laughs> That's Italy, yeah. Yeah, it's public mm-hmm. healthcare. And I said to the doctor, I said, um, you know, aren't I going to get any medicine, like antibiotics? And, you know, where's, where's all my pills? And, <laughs> and he says, we are not in the bed with the pharmaceutical company like your country. Damn. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh. the topical cream? Nothing? Nothing. And then. <laughs> I said, well, what, what do I do? He goes, you have, but you have very bad anemia. He goes, um, you've lost a lot of blood and you need to build up your iron. And he says, you must eat red meat and drink red wine. Damn. That was his prescription. I'm like, I can do well, that. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so for like, so the this next- is a preventative measure. So I'm right. Yes. Hey. That, was, that was the prescription. Eat red meat, drink red wine. Well, I, I went every day. I'm like doctor's orders. I, mean, I was drinking wine at breakfast. I was just, yes, I ma'am. wanted to get better. And it was uh, really funny, but we were living in Umbria and it was like, so I got really acquainted with all those beautiful, the Umbrian Merlots and San Giovese and San Cretino. And it was, it was great. 
and it did cure my anemia. Wow. I, well, I don't know. But and you moved <laughs> back here? Oh, you must really be your husband. Uh, he, must be, he must be a keeper. Uh, I guess he, he is. He is. Well, you know what? That's probably the truth. He is a keeper. Yeah, okay. he's a really good person. That's so, good. Oh, that's but, good. Um, oh, man. yeah, so, and my, my family is really from Sicily. So I have like Sicilian roots mm -hmm. and um, which is very different from Italy at large. And I really yeah. wanted to move to Sicily, but that was like way over. That was just too much for him to get his head wrapped around. <laughs> Where is he from? He's actually from, he's Canadian, but he was, his family's all Canadian, but he was born here, which is a bummer because he doesn't have citizenship, you know? Oh, oh. Um, that's a bummer. We just want you to get out. <laughs> We hey, to I really want to marry you for your citizenship. <laughs> hey, that's what it's I'm trying to before. do. Okay? It's happened before. Yeah. It's, and it's going to happen again. All right. Just, you just <laughs> wait and see. Okay. <laughs> to all our Canadian listeners. Hey, we're single. Hello. <laughs> oh, no, I need, I need, I need somebody in the e I need somebody in the European Union. Okay. I'm with you on that one. Them Sicilian men are fine. Oh, yeah. I feel what's funny is in Sicily, I hey. feel like I, I look like all the women, you know, I'm short and squat. And mm -hmm. you just really have this recognition of, oh, these are my people. It's mm -hmm. really a trip. I feel very at home in Sicily. And I just, you know, even though it's chaotic and gritty and crazy, it's just also so it's like this undercurrent of beauty. It's it's. Mm -hmm so much going on there so I have a very strong affection for it there but I mean once this ban is lifted I hope to be able to travel again but that's really where my whole wine thing started because we're living in Umbria going to all those places and and then uh, later after we came back I'm like that girl I'm like the rise from the phoenix whatever job I have I just take whatever skill set and I roll it over to the next big thing. And when we moved to Sonoma County, I, I was looking out the window. I'm like, oh, I see vineyards. I think I could do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I thought I'll just start, you know, being a wine writer and just decide, you know, at the moment what I'm going to do. And somehow it all, I, it manifests. I don't even know how I do it, but. Wow. So. That's nice. That's, so you just how long have you been writing? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm that sorry. was the same question. How well, long have actually, you been writing? I've been all my career, I've always been a writer because I've always worked in journalism and public relations, marketing. Mm -hmm. So writing has always been a core skill, no mm -hmm. matter what. I worked in high tech for quite a while. I actually launched Travelocity and Open Table. So wow. those were, I was the VP of marketing and director of marketing oh. for both of those at launch. So I have like a, I have like a other life. Right. And then when I, when that got spit out of that first dot com crash. I just kind of like, what should I do? What would I like to do? And I was working for a book publisher because I did a lot of travel writing and I ended up getting, met this guy at a conference and ended up working for this book company in Italy because I, he was like sharing a booth with us and he, and I said, um, he goes, what should we do for our books? I said, well, you should hire me to help you with your American market. <laughs> I was just kidding. And they uh. said, the next thing they call me and they send me a ticket, said, yeah, we'd like that. And so it just started this whole, what? thing where wait, I, I did wow. it. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. So I did all the um, Italian guidebooks for the American market. I did like, you know, the authentic guide to Tuscany, the authentic guide to Sicily, you know, Sardinia. And 
And that's when I was got sick. It was funny. We had moved there because I was going to work on all these projects. And it was just ironic. I got very um, ill immediately. But thanks to red meat and red wine, I'm okay. But uh, yeah, so wine, you know what I love about wine is it's endlessly interesting. It's a steep learning yes. curve. Yeah. I love a steep learning curve. If I, if I can figure something out, I'm done. I'll never do it again. But if it's constantly something new and it's always changes, it's always something to learn. And that's what I love about wine. It's unknowable. Yeah. Right. Right. So it keeps me, keeps me interested. About writing between the vines. What made you come up with that? Oh uh, yeah. So, you know, this was um, next year, what's going to be our 10th year. Really? Yeah. I can't believe it. But this year, because of COVID, it all got kind of truncated, but I'll just start with how it started is, you know, I go on all these press trips, I travel all over and I would always, you know, you're, you're at a winery and you see some house, some like ideal setting and it's off and you're like, well, who's, what's that? Who lives there? And they'll say, oh, that's our guest quarters or that's for visiting, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and so I started thinking, wow, that would be a great place to hang out and write, you know, because most wineries have these guest quarters, mm -hmm. not all of them, but a lot of them, mm -hmm. but they're not part of the hotel system. They're really not on Airbnb. They're just part of their properties. Right. So I started thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to work with wineries and have a place because it's already set up. It's so turnkey for them. Mm -hmm. They already have this, they already provide this. Right. And it's empty most of the time. Wow. So I thought, well, maybe they'd be interested in supporting the arts because every winery gets hit up to donate wine or give mm -hmm. something. Yeah. I said, all you have mm -hmm. to do is give time and space. And so they're like, yeah, that, that's great. So for the wineries that like it, they totally get it. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a couple of wineries here, like Motion Vineyards here in um, Healdsburg. They just got it from the minute I pitched the idea. They've been such a great supporter. So people who get it and, and understand it, they, they're, so, they're so supportive. And sometimes they take three or four writers in a season. So every season we have, um, we open submissions and people apply mm -hmm. and we have a committee of a group of writers and editors and poets, different uh, genres, and they review all the applications. And then we award how many slots we have. Sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's six. And um, this year it was going to be really cool because we had two wineries in Oregon. We, we have mm. one in in the Okanagan in Tinhorn Creek. And I was getting ready. I met you. Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> That's my girl. And that property is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then people, um, I'm lucky that I just was like the right person at the right time because I'm in wine and I do write about it and I meet these people. It was just this idea that was really a happy circumstance mm -hmm. of people, um, who had a place and I had this idea and it just really worked well. Mm. And so now we've placed over 45 different writers. And so this year was going to be all these people. And then only two people got to their retreats and then COVID came, got shut down. And now I'm trying to reschedule people, but it probably won't be till next year. So normally this time of year, all the submissions are coming in, people are applying and, um, but I had to put it on hiatus. Mm. So it's close. So I'm kind of a little bit worried of losing top of mind, but I think people, it's been around long enough. But the other thing is when you apply as a writer and you get selected, this is free. You, you don't pay to go. This is free of charge. Wow. So it's That's just a awesome. one week That's treat. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you're not a writer? Am I a writer? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it's all levels. It's not, you know, we there have, you are. Like, that's People what I was getting are, ready to ask you. Are it's very advanced writing, or what? Like, what is the curriculum? I could even on the website you can look at the backgrounds of the different writers. Some are very accomplished. Some have published books. Some have never published anything. It's really about the writing, and the most important thing is your your like what do you what are you looking for? What do you you know your kind of uh, statement of why do you want to do this? That's the most important thing. And our application is simple. I know like in the writing world, some of these applications, I mean, you've got to give blood and your tax returns or something. <laughs> but we keep it simple because it's really about what you wrote. And it's, it's just about you being you. We're not, you know, I'm not looking, we're not looking for like your most accomplished, your professor and all these degrees. Those people have a lot of opportunities. Mm. Um, but we accept uh, usually as many as 10 to 12 people a year that wow. we have places. And how long is it? How long is the um, retreat? The, the retreats range from like six to eight days. It depends on the place. The mm -hmm. wineries set the dates. So mm -hmm. each year um, before the submissions open, I'll put all the properties, show the property and so the date range because people have to self-select what range. You know, right. we're not gonna pick you and tell you the dates. You have to tell me what dates work for you. Okay. And then we kind of, we match you up and we have a first and second choice. And, uh, and it's usually always in January, February, and March. Mm. It's that usual Which, kind of yeah. slow season mm -hmm. for winery. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so now we're trying to make up a few that didn't get in this year, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm sometimes I wonder how did I even come up with this <laughs> and that it, that it's still happening, but so next year will be 10 years. I actually can't believe it. It's really a labor of love, truly. It's oh, not man. a money maker, but it's just something that I thought it was a good idea. And and it uh, it's great to support the arts because writers, um, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard trip, you know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wow. So how how do people find out? Can you tell people how to Yeah, it, it, you can just go to the website. It's writingbetweenthevines.org. Mm -hmm. And uh, Right now it'll say we're suspending applications, but it's, I usually promote it. I put out a newsletter. It's good to sign up on the site for the email. And then right. I'll do some Facebook posts and things like that. But mostly it's word of mouth. That's how most people find out. Mm -hmm. And we've had poets and screenwriters and all different genres of writing. Wow. Nice. And, and the ones that are here locally, I hold a little salon a writing uh, and people do readings and we do it in the vineyard mm. and it's been great oh that's so nice that's but, but it's been like I just like this year was you know yeah nothing is normal this year yeah it is that's not. for sure it is not that is for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay so last serious question before we have some fun what advice would you give to someone? I mean because you've done the writing you're doing the podcast you're like this like wine media <clears throat> package what advice would you give to someone who's trying to get into I don't know wine media yeah I, I think it depends on what aspect of wine media you know are you on the customer side are you on the winery side mm -hmm. is it PR different there's so many different slots and aspects but I think number one no matter what it's networking it's um start a blog. I know I used to say, you know, like five years ago, I said blogs are dead. And now I think they're <laughs> back. I really think right. they're back more they than ever because mm -hmm. the collapse of traditional media makes the blogs more right. 
prominent yeah. again. Yeah. So I would say start a blog, network, go to events, meet people, and okay. uh, just look at what your skill set is and where there's a need and try to feel how you can use what you do best. And it doesn't always have to be writing. Maybe you're a great event planner. Maybe you're, um, you know, a good educator. There's just so many aspects that you can use. And wine media is a kind of a slippery thing now because mm -hmm. everyone's wine media, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So it's, it's a kind of a funny thing how podcasts are a great idea too. You're, but my, what well, always comes down to me, and I know this people say, oh, that's so mercenary, but it's like, I only do it if I'm going to make money. I mean, <laughs> I'm not interested in doing things for my own, you know, hobbies, so to speak. I just sure. say, if I'm going to do it, I do it to make money. I take it very seriously and professional. And, um, well, podcasts are kind of a makes special the difference. Thing. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because- because especially like, you know, we talked about people who, who, who say, oh, I'm going to just start a podcast. And then six months later, they're not there. But if you're looking to monetize it and you may not be making money off the podcast, it might be the exposure, right. supporting your other, your business. But I think there's a lot of intention behind that. And another good way to is, is approach other entities. Like the reason I do the Wine Road podcast is I was a freelancer. I'm an independent contractor to them. And one of the biggest things they do is they produce a map, a map of the region. And it's like the most, they, they print like 400,000 of these maps a year. It's, the, it's in every kiosk at the airport. And it's a really important tool. People still want a hard copy map when they're mm -hmm. touring wine mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. And so that's their, their biggest, um, you know, thing they do. And I was at a meeting. I said, you should do a podcast and bring the map to life. It's like a mm. map for the ears. Right. And you can just bring all these things and where to go and, and just have a podcast. And they think about it. Like, yeah, great. You do that. And so <laughs> I just figured out, I mean, I didn't know anything about, I'm sure you know the same thing. I, I watched three YouTube videos, bought a couple <laughs> of microphones and a little switch. And we did it, the first podcast, we did it in the garage at the wine road. I, w I had no idea what we were doing, but it just worked. Mm. And slowly, and they had a, like already a built-in audience because they had a big email list, like 60, oh, 70,000. Okay. And so there was mm -hmm. a, a vehicle of promotion. Sure. And, and um, from my side, I just wanted to figure out podcasting. So this was great for me. It's helping them. I'm learning something and I'm also getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we just started out and it really took off. And then the board said, well, we ended up now we record in a studio. It's like a real engineer. <laughs> so it's not me like with my little, you know, keyboard <laughs> trying to figure it out because it, it's not easy. You know, sometimes I'll screw stuff up on the levels and there's a lot to know because you need to make it sound, you know, yeah, right. And now we're in this studio. It's so fancy and it's really great. But that's because we just built it and started small. But we also had a real clear agenda. Who are, We knew who our audience was. And we, we do like a book of the day and we do a wine item and a wine of the day. So we have kind of a, a format and then different guests, you know, similar to mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. It's because it's for an entity. There's a lot of content, you know, we have right. lodgings mm -hmm. and 
visit Santa Rosa and tourism empty. So there's a lot of lot to do. And, and then there's sponsorship because of that. Mm, got it. Okay. But, but it's hard to do on your own. Like that's why most people give up because if mm. you're doing all the work it takes to run a podcast and you're not making any money on it, it's very hard to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but I do think it can lead to other things. But if I was starting out and I wanted to do that, I'd approach someone and say, hey, let me help you. I'll do this for you or, or team up with somebody. Right. Well, partnerships are mm-hmm. pretty important. Yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. that's the real key to media today. <clears throat> so. Awesome. <laughs> so we got five questions um, and everybody can answer these. These are pretty generic. Um, I wish okay. I had wine. It's a little early here, but is it not, as if that stopped me? Ever. Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> right, right. Wait, you say. just told us you was having wine for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I've been to plenty of wine bloggers conferences where we started early. Yeah, and right. also at it's nine, nine o'clock. So right, now, right. I, know. Mm. I have to go to the eye doctor, so I thought I'd try. Uh, to- <laughs> yeah, dry- girl, don't let us peer pressure you. We just talking shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay first question what is your marketing or social media pet peeve who goes first on that you can go first if oh, you have okay. an answer mm-hmm. yeah um you know what i really i i just dislike is when people ignore their base mm. and they just pursue always new signups, new customers, new wine club members, and they forget about the, you know, the people that have been with you from the beginning. And on social media, example of that is, you know, they're trying to get followers. So if you sign up or retweet or answer this question, and we're going to send you X for the next, the first, you know, 10 people, but they forget about the people who have been there all along. So mm-hmm. I always feel like you need to do something for your base people and then something mm-hmm. for to acquire the new people. Because it just seems like they don't, once they get you, they don't care about you. Right. So yeah. I just always say, yeah, to don't focus on the bird in hand too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yours is so good. Mine was- I know, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, mine's petty. So like, I don't even want to say it now. No. Petty. petty is good. <laughs> um, It's not marketing or maybe it is, whatever. But on social media, when people are very vague, and they're like, oh, like this, like, it's just things are just not working out very well right now. And just, you know, I hope you can just think of me um, for the next week. I'm going to be taking some time off social <laughs> or somebody else is like, oh, this person said a thing to me and it just wasn't that nice, but I'm going to rise above it. Girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, y'all keep that to yourself. About? Right. It's like I, saying, I just want your attention, but I don't care to tell you enough. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what it is. Exactly Please what... pay attention to me. Like just wear that t-shirt. Yeah. Please yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to me. <laughs> that is so... no, that that annoys me. Somebody did it the other day. Or people who jump this is the last thing. People who this happens a lot on like Instagram or Twitter. It's like they just jump in the middle of a conversation and like just post that. Like if somebody took just one sound bite of this conversation and posted it somewhere in context, like it's uh, fine, but you just uh-huh. take it out and put it somewhere. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I get it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. 
And you like, I'll go back and look at their other tweets. Like, did I miss a thread? Like, did you not thread this part right? And I missed the rest of the conversation. But no, it's just a random thought. I'm like, you don't have no friends you could have texted this to that know what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. All good okay. points. That's it. I'm done. All but no, points. one more. No, I'm just saying I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Leslie, when did you have one? Mine is, um, and I catch myself sometimes if I'm trying to do this and I'm half sleep and I don't have my readers on and I can't really see, but I can't stand misspelling or using the wrong tense of words. Ooh, yep. That's Tanisha's too. I'm very surprised she didn't say that. Woo! Because I was trying to not. <laughs> it just, it's like scratching down a chalkboard. I was like, two as in also? <laughs> or two, two people. The F are you talking about? What? And these are edu- supposedly educated people. Yeah. There and there. I, yeah, I get it with some yes. auto because autocorrect will set you up sometimes. And that too. Okay. Yeah. Autocorrect will have you Autocorrect can do it. Exactly. But, but when you some see words that you like, consistently, yeah. but some words you yeah. like, one, you make this mistake all the time. Two, you just exactly. don't know what this word is. Exactly. You don't know what that word means. Stop it. <laughs> Empathy and sympathy. What? <laughs> like also, okay, this is one. Um, so people don't know, et cetera is ETC. Why do so e- many people put ECT? E- what is ECT? I, I don't know what that is. But no, so many people it. put, and I want to, lions and tigers and bears, ECT. I'm like, you do know that's wrong, right? That's right, not. right. ECT, <laughs> is that a drug? What are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, yeah. the, my- the letters are ETC. Yeah, ex- I, mm, I don't ex- know where we went wrong with this, but <laughs> right. Yeah, that's my we, that's we my- are wrong. We are in a wrong place. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yep. Nicely. <laughs> um overly curated pages. Oh. Everything is too damn perfect. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the 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 matchy matchy colors the you know yeah. especially on Instagram yeah yeah over yeah. oh, like, got a oh, people tone. use professional photographers for their whole yeah. feed yeah 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 I know and then when you if you actually know those people their lives are a complete mess yeah, yeah. <laughs> their Instagram is like, like this right now. vision like a disaster yeah. yeah yeah but they're yeah. like yeah. either got some they've got serious mental issues or something's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But their Instagram is the almost like this vision of what they wish they were. Sure. And, and I, I don't know, that, that's a big problem because it's yeah. like, yeah. I think people like lose their identity, especially women, young women too. Mm-hmm. Because Instagram is this, this mirror that doesn't exist. There's this great book um, called... I can't remember it now, but it all talked about the implications of social media and how it affects people mm-hmm. and their own persona and how exactly. it doesn't jive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're creating it. Yeah. It's it's a false reality. And it's yeah. like, wow. Did you all watch The Social Dilemma? I saw yeah. it. On, on Netflix, that's, yeah. That, yeah, mm-hmm. it breaks it down. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. much what it's all about. Yeah. That is definitely on my list. Hmm. And you know what? There's one more thing. What is it? <laughs> these social media pages for these wine people. Stop taking pictures of your damn self and take some pictures of some fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
sick of seeing your titties on fucking social media. I'm sorry I'm cussing. That that is like the biggest stop. It's about wine. Don't you got a wine business? Why is it about you and your outfit all the damn time? Sit down, clown. Oh, okay. That's my about because that's what sells, girl. That's a whole mm-hmm. discussion. That's a whole I've thing. had with wine people before. They call it hashtag bottles and boobs. Because people are like, oh, we got to make this exciting. And then they'd be like, oh, look, we have a, look, this is the wine of the day. (laughs) I'm drinking a Merlot. (laughs) And I'm like, what is that? I had a secret asset and I didn't use it. Yes. Yes. You know me too. Who gonna want this wine like this? (laughs) Listen, okay. So when we not recording... Put a pin in this. Remind me, we're not recording. I got to tell y'all somebody to look okay. up. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry, boss. Like, <laughs> Rita set us up with this because that is like, I forgot, I had forgot about that. No yeah, worries. This is the after, this the after, after show. Yeah, I, after, can after, see, after. I can see that Peloton is working on your assets. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's live on the fifth floor. All right. <laughs> the fifth floor. Rita, what is yours? Um, mine is very, it's, it's petty, but it's simple. Like, um, someone who doesn't really know how to use Instagram and they post like 10 pictures from the same event in their feed. So it's your mama birthday party and you got 10 pictures of you and your mama and your cousins at the same party. In different, like different, like pictures. Girl, yeah. if, if they, you they put use it like, like a photo album, this yeah, or just put album. it in, just put it in a, just put it in a story, girl, so people can watch it and it go away. No, so, but care. now you want to flood my feed album. with your mama birthday party. Um, so <laughs> that's my. So put those photos in in Dropbox and share it with your family. Yeah. Okay, that's not for us. Yeah. They want the world to see it, but yeah, yeah. I, I have oh, one. Really. You know what else? Uh-oh. When they oh, Marcy, and, I, and I've done this I too. Just, oh, go ahead, Marcy. Oh, you're sorry, the guest. Marcy. No, no, you're the guest. Please go. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna say also people who I have this big problem because there's a, a Marcy Gordon who writes for AP about financial oh, markets. Yeah. And so I get a lot of wackadoodles like going crazy on me. I'm like, can you not read my where does it it says wine? You know, what part of this, how hard is it for you to figure out? It says right in my bio what I do, but like this mistaken identity and, or I'll, you should see the emails I get from these wow. people, like screeds and, um, and they all say, you're not a fact checker. I'm like, well, if you could, you know, did a little, do just look at what, who you're talking to, but mm-hmm. it is crazy how people can't even figure out who you are when it says right there in your profile, what you're about. Yeah. But that Marcy, mistaken that's identity. Ir- that's ironic that they say to you, you're not a fact checker. They ain't fact check their own damn self. Right. It's like you're not any kind of checker. Uh, you should see. You I write. Sometimes I post them on Facebook. What I write back to these people, yeah. and um, and then I send them on to AP, and they say, "Oh my God, we sent this around the newsroom. We're all hysterical laughing <laughs> because they're not in a position to go, you know, say right. what they really want to say to these people. But mostly, it's always men, disgruntled men, of mm-hmm. course, with a, you know." Yeah, they come for journalists. Bunch of jerks. So yeah, mm-hmm. but go ahead. I'm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, girl, it's not even important. We can go on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we only we'll only do a few more. Um, what is your favorite food to add extra cheese on? 
Two things cheese. I do at cheese. Okay. Nachos, cheese nope. fries. Pizza. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Romano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it already got cheese, so I'm gonna add that. And any type of spaghetti or scampi, I'm adding parmesan and romano on top of that. Mm. Oh yeah, so probably pasta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't deny. Nachos. Yeah, I was gonna say pasta. Yeah. I I don't um. I'm not a fan of super cheesy foods. Like I don't like. To me, cheese should be in its natural state, naked on a cheese board. You know, I, I just want to <laughs> have the cheese in its place and I can look at it and smell it and appreciate it. But when it's in food, it, to me, it gets all, it's just, I just don't like it so much in food. Like pizza, mm -hmm. it's okay, but mostly if I'm going to have cheese, it's got to be as God intended it on the on a cheese board. <laughs> gotcha. It's going to say like, gotcha. from a cow. Um, <laughs> or sheep or a goat right <laughs> well you know grow, well growing up my mom she didn't let us put cheese on our broccoli so that, oh, that's what I had uh, in my, yeah so I I will go crazy and put either like parmesan or um cheddar crumble it up melt it yeah on um, broccoli that's good yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that is kind broccoli good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had cheese over the weekend. Mm -mm. We had our first raclette of the season. It was oh delicious. nice. Oh, well, there is a good cheesy food. Yeah, yeah. I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> if I come to France, I give up. You know? Oh no, we're going for fondue on raclette. That's what I take. But in do. but in France, you get that cheese wagon thing coming to the table. And, oh, I mean. That's like, that's the first time I was in France and they rolled up this, I mean, literally a cart with all yep. the cheeses. I'm like, I almost fell off my chair, but then I realized, oh, so this, it is like just cheese as cheese, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And they just cut it for you. Yep. You Maybe point. give you a little butter and some jam and then, you know, mm. that's it. Yeah. Just I just love that presentation. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What was the last dessert wine you had? God, I can't even remember. I, I'm no, I'm like going, oh my goodness. It must have been ice wine in the finger lakes. For real? That was that was five uh, years ago. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. It, nope, I did have a cinnamon's port. That's a, that great picture from the Finger Lakes where we're all at a table. Yeah. That's a great photo. Yeah, it is. I love, I had so much fun. That photo's all right. That was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Sorry, good. girl. Uh, we had a good time in the Finger Lakes. Sorry, you weren't there. Girl, just okay. And then, Gwyneth, <laughs> you threw that off-the-hook party in your room in Lodi. Oh, that was me, Sarita. Um, who, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, the yeah, mom? he was serving his wine or pouring his oh, wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, Miles Franklin, yeah. Uh -huh. The Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they kept calling to tell us to pull the party down. <laughs> party down? Like, oh, then we had to move the party to the lobby. To the lobby, right. Yeah. Now, in the future, can you put all the wine bloggers on the same floor? Because you're going to have this issue. <laughs> yeah. And I've so admired you, you know, you were, they were just called and you're like, I, I was just so impressed with you just saying, look, yeah. and just stating it out. Like I yeah. paid, there's people over here, they're making a problem. You're not calling them. I mean, you're yeah. so right. And it's like, yeah. who the hell were they? It was yeah. like, 
Unbelievable. Just, you know what happens in those situations? Once they have tuned in, this any hotel under any circumstances, you could be having a conversation or laughing at the TV. But once the room next door has tuned into a sound, yeah, it's they're going to bother hearing. them. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So we understood, but what are you going to do for us for our inconvenience? Because if they're inconvenienced, now you're inconveniencing us. Right. So let's have this conversation. That girl at that front desk was like, "Who the hell is she?" Also, <laughs> they're, they're, they're hosting wine bloggers. What did they think? exactly? Right. Right. And that's like what a- I said to her. But exactly. we weren't on a silent retreat. I mean, <laughs> we're, not, we're not nuns. What the yeah, yeah, we're not. They, um. Yeah, that was weird, but. Yeah, but I we had a good party. time. That party yeah. went forever downstairs. Then yes, we all it did. Catch a flight later. Was it the next day? Yeah, I know mine was <laughs> the next day. Yeah, I was hurting. We was hurt. <laughs> we just Sarita yeah. like taking early flights. We were like, yeah, my flight I do. Up, I don't uh, like getting. Was at... My flight leaves at five a.m. I don't like getting home late. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah, I just I just hate getting home at like midnight or one o'clock. Ugh, it bothers yeah. me so. So you rather just get up at three? It's fine. Yeah. I do. Well, I will sacrifice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the first wine bloggers conference all of you attended? I think I met Glennis in, in Okanagan. Okanagan. That's the first one I met you. My first one was uh, um, Oregon in 2012. Wait, what was mine? Oh, okay. Oregon was 2012. Yeah. I think oh. mine was the Finger Lakes. Yours was the Finger Lakes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okanagan. Oh, my- mine, mine was Santa Barbara. Okay. But Tanisha, where, where, where was the first one you went to? Okanagan. Oh, you were Okanagan too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember meeting you there. I remember meeting Glynis, but I think I'd already met you on a bus in Italy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think I just saw you in passing at that one in Okanagan. Yeah. Yeah. I think my travel plans were first going to be Canada, mm-hmm. try to keep it on the continent, mm-hmm. to see how things are going, maybe right. some East Coast stuff, and then you know, come take over Tanisha's apartment. Oh, yeah. It's It's Marcy, before we go, wrap it up. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Oh, God. I don't know if you want to, but so, Marcy, on Instagram, I'm, what? I always have to look because I use, I think I use all my names on Instagram. So on Instagram, but, you know, I have all my accounts locked down. Because I get these, I get these oh. crazy people stalking the right, other Marcy right. Gordon. Okay, okay. But it is Marcy Pecora Gordon. So M-A-R-C-Y-P-E-C-O-R-A-G-O-R-D-O-N. But I think I follow all you. If you, if it's you, I'll let you in. <laughs> right. I'm like, and, um, on uh, Twitter, I'm just Marcy Gordon and Facebook Marcy Gordon. Okay. But That's I just cool. want to tell you, I was telling Sarita before we started, how much I love your podcast. Thank I, thank I always listen to it. I almost bought a Peloton because of you, Glennis. Come on. <laughs> I will give you a referral code to I know you will. <laughs> and you just saw them boots. You know it's working, girl. girl I saw that. I had to get these arms together, too. <laughs> but I was telling Sarita, so I always take a hike, you know, in the afternoon, and I always listen to your podcast. I just feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. So it's, it's really... I'm glad that you're doing this. I'm glad that comes through. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because what I said, your podcast is so great because it's not just about wine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about you. It's about life. It's about everything. And I, I love it because it's not so, you know, 
like it's a lot of these wine podcasts it's like they're reading you a book or something yeah so. Good thank job, you. ladies. Well, yes. thank you for joining us. Thank you for yes. looking at us. Like I have my, I have my, I have a, um, a announcement. Business. I'd like to, yeah, well, not my announcement, but I have a business that I want to share with you guys. Oh, please. Oh. I think you will like this. Okay. You say you're going to tell us you pregnant off? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that Jesus. That <laughs> would be the immaculate conception. <laughs> okay, Mary. <laughs> This is Wilma's batter. And I okay, had yes. So the owner, her name is Tamara Cole. Okay, not Wilma. And one day she um at work they were talking about, oh, so-and-so makes the best pancakes. And she was like, You haven't tried my batter. So it's her grandmother's recipe. Her and grandmother's name is Wilma. And she makes these batter. I think she has like 30 or 40 different flavors. What? This, wow. one, this one here is, this is a uh, butter pecan. Oh, and I want that Wow. Yes. You came out the gate. I want the butter pecan. Is that red velvet? This is red velvet. Oh. Pancakes? Pancakes. Oh my God, I have to have that. And she, and she ships around the, the country. And country. I need you has, to say globe, sis. I need you to say globe. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to talk to her about that. She also makes toppings to go along with that. She is local and she is based out of Tacoma Park, Maryland. Oh, she's right what? And she will deliver to you <sighs> as well as ship, overnight shipping. So, Marcy, oh, you want? So, how do we find her? Brother. That's his Christmas gift. I already got her website up. Oh, so you just uh, you know pour what? it on the griddle? It just pour yeah, it out? you just pour it. You don't have yeah. to like mix it or anything. What? Wow. And well, maybe um, just shake it up a little in the bottle. Like yeah, you just shake it up a little and it freezes. I just took this out the freezer. It, you can freeze it for 90 days. It's all fresh. 90? Freeze mm. it or five days fresh in a refrigerator. And this is, say, or eat it right away. Put some like rum in that. You got to eat it right away. Yeah. I put the yeah, link in the chat, Glennis. Thank you. Oh, awesome. It's, um, and this Here's is 48 ounces. This is her large size, but she has smaller sizes too. Oh, good. And so it's, it's Wilma, what is it? It's Wilma. It's SincerelyWilma.com. Yes. SincerelyWilma is her website. Wow. Oh, wow. these pancakes look so good. Yes. Oh, I don't even want to look, girl. <laughs> Now you're going to make me right now. Mr. Vance. Wow. Oh, this is, mm hmm. Yep. Wow. That's it. Well, thank you for that. And I'll put the um the website in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, you can put it in the show notes. That would be yes. great. All right. Oh, and if you could put uh, writing between the vines in there, that would be great. Oh, too. absolutely. Of course. Yes. Thank you. Good. Yep. Oh, wow. Doing and doing. Bookmark it for next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it guys Marcy thank you so much for joining us thank you this was so fun you come back anytime yeah. I miss you guys yeah. thank you for the invitation so it's so good, good to see you all you stay too. safe thanks so much stay I safe hope, Bye. hope we can all see you in person sometime I know I know well that's our show guys we hope you enjoyed our episode with Marcy Gordon be sure to follow her on all social media and the websites will be provided in the show notes. 
Don't forget to comment and like us on iTunes. We love five stars. It makes us look really, really good. And we hope everybody is staying safe mentally and physically. Cheers.